Hi, welcome to Mythology and Folklore with Luke and Sasha. He's Luke, and I'm Sasha. And today we're going to be talking about Celtic mythology. So, Celtic mythology started as a polytheistic religion. Well, not more of a religion, more like a set of beliefs over storytelling over a long story, long point in time, regions of Gaul... And the... What? Uh, An interesting thing about Celtic mythology is that not all of the stories and history behind it has survived due to part of, well, Britain... Well, Christianity and the Roman Empire. Due to part of uh, where the Celtic mythology resided, being taken over by the Roman Empire and the Christians... All of the Celtic mythology and stories from those parts, for example, like the region of Gaul and the Celtiberians, all of their stories have been destroyed or taken away by the Romans and by the Christians, meaning that really only Ireland and really Scotland and Wales is where Celtic mythology and all those stories still survived. Um... The land has. Ireland has the most complete mythos. I can't read this. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, uh, Ireland has the most complete mythos, which means that it has the most complete mythology, the most complete stories. The books there referring and talking about Celtic mythology are the most complete as that region the uh, the region of Ireland is separate from the greater island of Britain, so it was more untouched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> um another thing is we lost a lot of the knowledge about the mythologies because we kind of lost the Celtic language. Um, whenever the Roman Empire came in and were kind of just taking over and killing off the people. Um, the the dr- Dragda, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Roman Empire destroyed the language, basically. Yeah. Uh, so there's certain figures... That are really important in Celtic mythology, but there's one person who's really important. He's called he, she, who knows. This is 2019, guys. Let's not discriminate. <laughs> uh, the Dagda is basically considered to be the leader of the Celtic gods. It's polytheistic, multiple gods, and like in most polytheistic religions, there's one guy, the leader who is the leader, and this would be the Dagda in the case of Celtic mythology. Uh, Could not find much more information on him. Uh, The Celtic gods were considered to be like a kind of a clan, like a group or family, and we really do not have an origin of those. Like, there's there's not really a creation story behind the whole uh, mythology. 
But it's also kind of interesting how the group of gods is considered to be a clan because it almost mirrors the lifestyle of the people who had this set of beliefs or followed this belief system, like the Scottish clans or the clans in Wales or the Irish clans before the world became much more industrialized and globalized. And clans don't really exist anymore except for in places like Africa, like South Sahara Africa, you'd say. Asia, Asia as well. That's true, yeah. Um... Uh, Lugus, Lu, Lug, uh, was the last god added to the list of deities. Um, he was kind of well known. There's maybe one or two cities named after him, but there isn't too much information to be found on Celtic gods. There's a lot more focus though on the creatures. Those guys are interesting. Yes, um, one of them's called. The Leprechaun. Sure, that name's familiar. Um, he's in a lot of the, like, the most popular, like, the Irish figurehead of most of your kind of Irish... St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Love of Green. Pot of Gold. Under the End of the Rainbow. End of the Rainbow. I think... Yes, that's all hunky dory. <laughs> but the more original story behind the leprechaun is a little bit more dark and gruesome as these stories tend to be, but modern society has changed them to something a little bit more interesting. For example, like the Snow Queen, who isn't exactly Celtic mythology, but Frozen is a much nicer version of the Snow Queen. <laughs> um Leprechaun's the same way. <laughs> Kelpie? Yeah. Know who that is? Nope. Do you know who the Banshee is? I know who the Banshee is. The uh, Banshee was a creature in Celtic mythology that would do like a lot of screaming. <laughs> which, where we kind of <laughs> developed the name for like screaming like a Banshee. Nah, that's not a term. Um... Screaming like a banshee? No, that's not a term. No, but a lot of your sort of loud, kind of loud, screechy sounds tend to be associated with the banshee. The banshee would uh, go through town screaming, and I guess, like, if she saw you, she would kill you or something like that? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've heard that. I'm, from what I've heard, it's a little different. Banshee more resides in the forest. It's like, if you see it start screeching, basically tears you apart. Not not a pleasant experience, I would imagine. Nope. <laughs> that would that would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I don't know too much about the banshee either. Kelpie Kelp resides in lakes, likely similar to what's his name? Mermaids, likely similar to mermaids, except a much darker version while they're grabbed by the ankles and pull you off your boats and ships and drown you in the water and then eat you alive. Well, drown you in the water and then eat you alive. Well, drown you and then eat you. Also very uncomfortable. <laughs> Sharp teeth, green skin, not exactly the most pleasant creatures. Is it Celsius? <laughs> I ignore it. Uh, um, cha- changeling. Changeling. Those are these little uh, 
these elf like creatures. These little elf elf babies <laughs> that <laughs> go in <laughs> Elf babies. Elf babies. Yes, they go in and they replace your baby with their own and then they go and eat your baby and you go on believing that you are um, like your baby still exists? Ra- raising your own baby, although it's actually an elf. Should I cite you on this information? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you get this information from? Mostly Wikipedia. <laughs> um, changelings, it doesn't exactly have to be an infant. It's more commonly an infant, but... I just some... like calling them elf, elf babies. Elf babies, yeah. Um, often, sometimes... It might be, for example, it could be your child if they have, like, it's often cited to be a sudden change in demeanor or other things like that. And they'd cite that to your child being taken by, taken by a changeling. And then sometimes your child would be burned at the stake because they think that your child's a changeling. Yep. Another unpleasant experience. <laughs> um, other times... Uh, changelings have been cited to random changes in demeanor. For example, maybe someone, it might have been a way to explain bipolar people back in the day, because I'm sure they still existed back then, but people just didn't know what it was. As do most things back in the day. Yeah. Changelings are interesting creatures, to say the least. Um... As far as we go, we don't know too much more in Celtic mythology. We're probably not the best people to cite, so don't cite us on any of this information. It's always something you can look up on your own and explore further. Alright, this has been Mythology and Folklore with Luke and Sasha. We'll see you next time.